0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the weird, wild, and whimsical land of Salis Royal Navy. Just like every other Friday, today is Feline Friday. Um, but we're going to stray a little bit from the typical um, things that I talk about here, and I'm actually going to talk about cats and mental health. Um, now, the reason I'm doing this is, A, uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, or at least that's that's what I've read on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook never lies, right? And number two, I've been meaning to do an episode based on, or I guess chronicling... Is is that a word? Chronicling? I don't know. Um, Basically talking about my own struggles with mental illness. Um, And I've been meaning to do that since like Monday, but obviously I never actually sat down and got it recorded, so I'm just going to give you guys a little twofer. Because at least in my world... um, My cats do have a very profound effect on my mental health, and I'm going to explain exactly how. Now, before I do that, I want to explain, you know, sort of my mental health as it stands now. Um, If you just listen to this and you don't really know me outside of this podcast, you might see me as just this weird, you know, goofy chick that loves cats and Harry Potter and hates bugs. (laughs) And you wouldn't be off. You know, that is that is a big part of who I am. But I do... There are some other things that go on that I don't typically share. The reason I'm choosing to share them now is that when I started gaining a following on the live streaming uh, platform Periscope a couple of years ago, the thing that a lot of people sort of cited as a thing that drew them to me was my realness. You know, if I was in a bad mood, Periscope knew about it. You know, that's kind of the the downfall of pre-recorded things like this is that I can't like share my emotions as they're happening sort of. Um, so even though I try to be as real with you all as I can, a lot of times I do sort of cover up, um, you know, when I'm having an off day. Case in point, last week, um, I was just not having a good day last Friday, but I pushed on and, and did Feline Friday anyways. Um, now, for the last almost seven years, I have been on medication for anxiety. Um, I started taking it when I moved into the college dorm in 2014 in the fall of 2014. Um, I started taking it preemptively because I knew, or at least I was pretty sure that you know, moving into a new place and being away from home would prompt a lot of anxiety, because my biggest triggers are unfamiliarity and change. And obviously, moving into a new place, you know, you get both of those. Um, So I think it was about a week before um, I was due to move into the dorm, they started me on uh, medication, which was going to take a few days to sort of make its way into my system. So, you know, it makes sense that they started it a little early. Um, And that actually did a really good job. And it didn't make me feel emotionless like some people talk about like antidepressants making them feel you know empty numb like zombies I, it didn't do that to me um the first few days i was on it it made me very bubbly and very chirpy and you know just really happy and then my my uh, my brain sort of leveled out on it and i you know basically went back to normal but when i moved into the dorm i i did feel kind of anxious and i was kind of shaken but i didn't you know, I was afraid that I would like cry and, you know, basically, you know, have a panic attack that never happened. Um, but then when I moved into the dorms in 20 or moved back into the dorms in 2015, and this was weird because I thought I knew exactly what I was in for. So I didn't increase my medication or anything like that. I was, you know, it was cool, but like, the night that I moved in, my mom was still at the dorm, um, helped me get a few things organized before she left and I remember I was sitting on the bean bag that I had, and I just you know just felt this this awful kind of weight on my chest, I guess, and I didn't want her to leave, and you know she was telling me that she could tell just by i don 't know if it was i can't remember if it was by my face or my body language. You know, but she could tell that something was wrong, and pretty soon I was, you know, crying and I was having a panic attack, basically. Um, So we got in touch with my family doctor, and he upped my dosage, and you know, things kind of leveled out there, uh, pretty pretty quickly. You know, it took about three days, but those were a long three days, man. Um, Like when I wasn't having panic attacks, I was depressed. You know, I just you know I didn't you know, I just I wanted to be in bed. And I didn't really feel you know, a lot of people that don't struggle with this thing that depression Oh. Hey, um, I had a sleep, but I, oh, I'm sorry you're recovered. It's okay. Um I just got a text Uncle bill. he said to dissuade you want anything. Are you good? No, I'm good. Right. Sorry. It's okay. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Hey, wait a minute. Can you ask him to get me a, a hamburger and a small fry from McDonald's, please? Do you want a drink? And a large Coke. Hamburger, small fry, large Coke from McDonald's? Yes. Okay. Sorry for the, like, mind change there. All right. All right. Sorry about that, you guys. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. have to see if I can edit out that what edit that out excuse me I can't even talk um maybe I can maybe I can't I don't know but anyway I have an audio editing app on my phone but I'm not too sure on how to use it anyway um a lot of people who don't struggle with this sort of thing think of depression as sadness but it's been my experience that it's it's just it's more like emptiness you Know as opposed to feeling sad, you just don't really feel anything. Um, but, like I said, the medicine you know did its job, and I, I was actually able to push and, and you know, I sort of got back into the swing of things and I got through that semester okay. Um, and you know, the next few years from fall 2015 to spring of 2021 have kind of been a roller coaster of you know, highs and lows. Um, a lot of them are brought on by, like, events that have happened in my life, um, you know, different health crises, or, you know, like, just recently, now this, this was small, but just recently I had an argument with a friend of mine, and, you know, that, that really kind of messed me up for a day or two, um, which I was already, like, on the verge of a breakdown when we had our argument, so it wasn't entirely their fault. Um, and we, you know, we have smoothed things over, um, but, you know, I, actually, I had been getting to the breaking point for about a week when we had this argument, so, you know, I was, I was already, you know, it was gonna happen one way or the other, so, you know, they're not to blame, but, um... You know, I I do struggle with depression and anxiety. I I'm on medication. I'm on two different medications. I don't I don't know that I want to say what ones. Um well, and then there's the one that I only take occasionally if I'm really upset about something. Um but I don't I don't I only usually take that like when I go to the dentist. Um or like I said if something really upsets me. Um Shoot. But you know, there's there's no shame in being on those medicines. You know, some people think that if you're on medicine you're you're weak or you're, you know, this or you're that. You know what, if it helps you do it. You know? Whether it's medication, meditation which meditation is grey by the way. Um like I, I just do simple deep breathing exercises if if my thoughts start running wild, and that eight times out of ten that does help, um, if I can catch it in time, um, you know, but whatever works for you as far as, you know, your mental well-being, do it, as long as it's not harming you or other people, like, people who turn to alcohol as a crutch, you know, that's, that's not, that's not very safe, um, or, you know, people who self-harm, I mean, on the one hand, like, it's, it's their body, it's their life, but at the same time, you know, there, there are better and more healthy ways to deal with things like that. You know, therapy, I go to therapy. Um, I go see a counselor about every two weeks, um, and he's great. He's really good at making things make sense, um, which is a lot of help. Now, uh, when I lost my dad back in 2012, my mom basically forced me to go talk to him. And back then, I was not at all happy about it. But um, I had kind of a huge breakdown in, like, late 2016. You know, it was spurred on by several different events. Um, You know, a couple of health issues, and then just, you know, other things that were happening in my life just coalesced. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, the thing that really pushed me over the edge was a game on my phone where you're supposed to take care of a digital baby. And... I, like, slept all day, and I neglected it for too long, and it it basically, you know, it didn't actually say this out loud, but, you know, the baby basically died, and I was like, oh my god, if I can't take care of a virtual baby, what makes me think that I'll be able to take care of a real baby sometime down the line? Like I said, it it was one of those things, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. It had been coming for a while, Um, but after that, I I asked her to get back in touch with the counselor, and I've been going to see him on a pretty, pretty... (laughs) I'm so sorry. Pretty regular basis since then. Um, And he's great. I I really, you know, over the last few years, I've really warmed up to him. Um, Now, where do cats come in? Well, I think I've mentioned that I want to get one of my cats um, certified as an emotional support animal before I move out on my own. Um, Originally, that cat was going to be Calypso, um, but... My mom lost her cat, Frankie, a couple months ago, as you guys probably remember, um, and, you know, I, I kind of told her that we could share Calypso, so there there is a chance that she won't be coming with me when I get my own place. Um, if that does end up being the case, it'll be Safira. Now, I do plan on getting an apartment or a house that will allow me to have pets, um, but, you know... Why not get her certified for a job she already does? And that that goes for Calypso and Safira both. Um hell, just the other day when I was all upset, Safira came up and like laid with me and you know, purred and was just, you know, I think trying to soothe me. Um and I've actually read somewhere that being responsible for a pet is good for a person's mental health. And I you know, I can personally attest to that. Um I usually get seasonal depression. Um, and it's been really bad the last couple of years. And this past winter was when I was fostering Aragon and Safira. Obviously, fostering was in air quotes because they ended up staying. Um, but like, if I hadn't had them to look after, I probably wouldn't have gotten out of bed at all. And that—that that is not an exager- exaggeration. Like, I was so just ugh. You know, I couldn't bring myself to really give a damn about anything. Like, I remember one of my friends from Periscope texted me and let me know that Periscope was going to be shutting down in 2021, and I was just like, okay. Like, normally that would have upset me, but, you know, because of the the seasonal depression or the winter blues, as I've heard it called, I just really didn't care all that much. I mean, I'm still not upset about it. Like, there are other streaming platforms. You know, it's not a huge loss. Um, But... I was even more sort of um, apathetic than usual, and you know, Mm -hmm. having these cats to look after and to entertain me, you know, was a huge help. Um, You know, as I put it to Michelle, whom you heard from about a month ago, um, you know, or Safira is always there with her comforting purr, and Aragon will either cuddle with me or run around like crazy and make me laugh. Um, And, excuse me, um, cats, it's, it's pretty, um, widely assumed, is that the right word? I don't know. Um, it's pretty accepted, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's pretty widely accepted that cats can sort of sense, um, shifts in our mood. Some people think that they can, we just smell different based on what kind of hormone we're producing, which that may be part of it. But I really think that there is like a telepathic or at least empathetic um, side to it. I think that because they are not bound by um, human things such as logic and higher reasoning, they're able to, you know, sense other people more than we can. And I I think I actually discussed that in depth a few months ago. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. And, you know, my cats, like, Artemis, a couple years ago. Now, this is is more physical than mental, but it did have a toll on me mentally. Um, I think it was, like, May of 2019, I had, like, a small seizure. And, excuse me, for, like, a day and a half after that seizure happened, Artemis stayed in my room. She would not leave. Um, She stayed under my bed for the most part, but she would occasionally come up and say hi to me, or she'd go over and eat. Um, but she, you know, she the way I looked at it is she was guarding me you know, making sure nothing could hurt me while I was in a vulnerable state um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Calypso and Sophia always come up and, you know, love on me when I'm upset or anxious or hell, even when, even when my legs or my head or, you know even when I'm in pain, physical pain you know, they will come up and do their best to, you know Make me feel better, and just even having them as companions is a huge help too. Um, So, you know, when I get my own place, I I most likely will be living alone, at least as far as other humans go. But I think having a cat with me will will help, Um, and I'm okay with the idea of living alone. Um, You know, I won't have anyone to argue with over what temperature the apartment should be or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um so Yeah, sorry, I just completely like <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um I, I definitely think that there is a correlation between owning pets and positive mental health. Um I, I don't know about other people, but I find a cat's purr very soothing. Um and I've even heard non cat lovers say that they think it's soothing. Um, Like, when Sephira lays down with me and purrs, like, that usually, even if I'm not that sleepy, it puts me right to sleep. Um, You know, it's it's like some other people, you know, find beach noises or rainfall or... You know, monks chanting soothing. I find cat purring soothing. Now, those other sounds are soothing in their own right, but a cat's purr is, like, instant... You know, instant relief for me. Um, and I think the other, the other stuff, the the rainfall and whatnot. What I find soothing about it is the monotony, the cat's purr, uh, the frequency. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but something about it just immediately makes everything seem not so suckish. Um, so yeah, I um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm sorry that it was a bit more subdued than normal, but. You know, as I was saying earlier, I want you guys who don't know me personally to know that there is more to me than just the, a, a silly cat lover. Um, I can and do experience negative emotions, I just don't show them very often. Um, and if you yourself are struggling with mental illness, please get help. Because you are valued. Um, and. You know, as I was saying earlier, don't feel ashamed about, you know, being on medicine or, you know, going to counseling or whatever. You know, do what you have to do to stay healthy, physically and mentally. With that, I think I'm going to sign off for the night. Um, I hope you guys have an excellent weekend and I will see you soon. Here we Why won't you meow? Well, at least you're purring. Yes, you're purring. I love you.